0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Atomic Retirement. I'm your host, Ryan Kilkenny, the founder of Atomic Planning, an independent, veteran-owned, fee-only financial planning firm bringing tax and retirement planning to families over age 50. Atomic Planning is a virtual financial planning practice in Kansas City, serving families from coast to coast. Thank you for joining me, and welcome to the Atomic Retirement. Today, I thought we'd spend a few minutes on a topic and question on the minds of many people right now, and that's whether the United States is currently in a recession. I'll refer to a Wall Street Journal article from Andrew Barnett and Ming Lee. It's called, If This Is a Recession, We Might Not Know for Months. So is the United States in a recession? Well, that depends on who you ask. I've always heard that a recession is when the size of the economy shrinks in back-to-back quarters, and that's one definition that many investors use. But as it turns out, that's not the one that counts. More on that in a second, but first, what is a recession? A recession is considered to be a normal part of the business cycle, and it is defined as a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. The definition comes straight from the National Bureau of Economic Research, or NBER. They make the official call and enter the dates in the history books. And by they, I mean a group of eight economists known as the Business Cycle Dating Committee. Since 1978, this small academic group of economists from some of the most prestigious universities in the country, like the University of California at San Diego and Cal Berkeley, Northwestern, Princeton, MIT, Stanford, and Harvard. They get the final say. In short, calling a recession is open to interpretation, and they tend to be a little cautious, wanting to see more decisive and overwhelming evidence. According to NBER's president, The committee's task is to create a consistent historical record of the turning points, the peaks and the troughs in the U.S. economy. They review a wide range of indicators to decide when business cycles begin and end. For example, employment data, personal income, consumer spending, manufacturing, industrial production, GDP, and more. GDP stands for Gross Domestic Product. It is an indicator of the nation's overall economic health, measuring the value of the goods and services produced in the United States. Last week, we received the advanced estimate for second quarter gross domestic product. Thursday's report showed a second consecutive quarter of negative growth. GDP fell by 1.6% in the first quarter of 2022, and the advanced reading from the latest report shows it dropped 0.9% last quarter. Despite that, the committee has not made a recession call, signaling this contraction has not met their criteria of a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy and lasting more than a few months. As it turns out, their actions are perfectly normal. Since 1857, there have been 34 different recessions. The longest began in 1873 and lasted just over five years. The shortest was the most recent, the COVID 19 recession, which lasted only two months. In general, recessions have become less frequent than in previous decades. Remember when I said the Committee of Eight Economists was created in 1978? Well, since that time, there have been six different recessions. Two in the 1980s, one in the 1990s, and three since the year 2000. Guess what? Start and end dates for all six were announced months, and in some cases, more than a year after they occurred. Here's how long the National Bureau of Economic Research waited to announce start and end dates for those six recessions. The 1980 recession was announced five months after it started and called off 12 months after it ended. The 1981-82 to recession was announced six months after it started and called off eight months after it ended. The 1990-91 recession was was announced nine months after it started and called off 21 months after it ended. And get this, that recession had already ended by the time the NBER announced its start. The 2001 recession was announced eight months after it started and called off 20 months after it ended. The 2007-2009 to 2009 recession was announced 12 months after it started and called off 15 months after it ended. Finally, The COVID-19 recession was announced four months after it started and called off 15 months after it ended, making it the second recession to already end by the time it was announced. On average, the NBER waited just over seven months to announce recession start dates and 15 months to announce recession end dates. They have a couple good reasons to wait. First, As Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said last week, generally, the GDP numbers do have a tendency to be revised pretty significantly. You tend to take first GDP reports with a grain of salt. This most recent report was the advanced reading. We'll get a second and a third reading in the months to come. Knowing that, the NBER wants to avoid the economist version of crying wolf, essentially having to tuck their tail and announce a revision. They'll wait for more overwhelming evidence. So are we in a recession? Fed Chair Powell doesn't think we are because of a strong labor market saying 2.7 million people hired in the first half of the year. It doesn't make much sense that the economy would be in a recession. For what it's worth, I have no idea if we are or aren't. I also don't think it really matters that much because recessions are a normal part of the business cycle. They happen every so often. But if we are in a recession, this one is unlike any other. After all, I can't think of another time when the US was in recession with record low unemployment, which currently stands at 3.6%, and two jobs available for every one person looking for work. Furthermore, I don't believe it's wise to adopt a boots, bullets, britches, and baloney portfolio. Markets are forward-looking, trade-based on projected future earnings, and tend to price these types of events in before all the bad news is out. It may be tempting to speculate what the market will do next, but I've never met the person that can consistently time it. Personally, I'm a fan of an all-weather portfolio, a portfolio constructed with good times and bad times in mind, built knowing that it will rain rather than trying to predict its timing. But don't take my word for it. Here's what Warren Buffett wrote to Berkshire Hathaway shareholders in February of 2022 Our goal is to have meaningful investments in businesses with both durable economic advantages and a first class CEO. Please note particularly. That we own stocks based upon our expectations about their long-term business performance, and not because we view them as vehicles for timely market moves. That point is crucial. Charlie and I are not stock pickers. We are business pickers. Warren Buffett also wrote this, People who are comfortable with their investments will, on average, achieve better results than those who are motivated by ever-changing headlines, chatter, and promises. Warren Buffett was born in 1930 and is currently 91 years old. By my count, he's lived through 14 recessions. Make that 15 if we're currently in another one. I believe we all have something to learn from the wisdom he's gained over all these years. One thing is sure though, if this is a recession, we might not know for months. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Atomic Retirement. Be sure to check out the show notes for helpful links and resources mentioned in today's episode. Do you love the podcast and find it helpful? Well, if so, you can bet other people will find it helpful too. Please hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review, and a short comment on Apple Podcasts. You have the power to help, and your review can help people find answers to their retirement questions. And spread the word. Please share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it too. Thanks again for taking the time to listen, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of The Atomic Retirement. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not investment, tax, or legal advice. Clients of Atomic Planning may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this communication. I try my best to bring you valuable information, but I may not know anything about you or your personal situation, so please talk with your fee-only financial planner, tax, and or legal professionals before taking any action or making any decisions about your own financial plan. Atomic Planning is a veteran-owned Kansas State Registered Investment Advisor providing independent tax and retirement planning.